0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for stepping into the Coach's box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined tonight by Coach Natty T. And we got a lot of NBA talk, a lot going on here. We're going to talk to you about our All Star squad reactions because you know Kevin Durant, LeBron picked teams you know yesterday. So a lot of interesting things came out of that. That you know felt like we were back on the on the playground picking teams, and then all of a sudden people got beef now. Uh, And everything. Uh, We're gonna do our mid-season team power rankings, uh, both for teams and players, Uh, and just kind of throw out maybe what's a good NBA trade scenario. The deadline is is March 31st, so let's just our predictions of who who's gonna make a big move or who could make a big move. What makes sense there? Uh, So we'll get started with our All-Star squad reactions. I'm gonna throw it over to you, Coach Natty T. What do you think about the squads that were chosen yesterday?
1: Well, I mean. I know the big uh shock was the uh with Rudy Gobert and, and Donovan Mitchell, them getting picked last. But I mean I mean I get it, like, you know, they have the best record or whatever, but I mean, but realistically, who are you taking over though like who who are you moving them up over? Like realistically. I mean, I feel more – I think I probably have more – slightly more sympathy for Donovan Mitchell because, I mean, I do think he's a decent player. Mm-hmm. But, like, look at look at Kevin, Team Durant, right, just in terms of guards. Bradley Bill, Kyrie, obviously he's polarizing in his own right. But True. I'm not taking him – I'm not taking Donovan Mitchell over him in an all-star game or just in a pickup game scenario, which this is what it is essentially. It's a glorified mm-hmm. pickup game um James Harden right. Zach Levine Devin Booker like I've I'm not taking him over any one of those guys like just just being honest like you go to LeBron's side like you got Steph you got Luka you got um well I guess Chris Paul is debatable because he's older but still right. I mean in a pickup game scenario I would still probably take Chris Paul over Donovan Mitchell and even Ben Simmons even though he can't suit but I mean, he's six ten, and <laughs> got handles and all that stuff. Defense. Mm-hmm. So I, even if okay, you can maybe switch out. He maybe pick him before maybe one or two guys. Yeah. He's still in that bottom half. So
0: yes, they're still really close together. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, like just being honest, you know, like he's still in that bottom half, and then and our, our friend Rudy Gobert. Oh, right. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, could could LeBron have picked him over um, Sabonis, maybe, but again, he's still in that bottom half. So like, I'm not, I'm not taking him over any of these other big guys, even Giannis. As much as I have my own feelings about Giannis, I'm not taking
0: Rudy Gobert over Giannis. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm I'm going down. I'm here. I'm here with you. I'm looking down the list. I'm like, I'm thinking like, okay, who who is go bear better than Joel Embiid? Nope.
1: <laughs> Julius Randall. Nope. Nah.
0: Vucevic. Nope. Zion. Nope. Next team. <laughs> <Just> Joker. <laughs> nope. Nope um Sabonis I would even take I would take Sabonis for I mean he's having a heck of a season a lot of people talking about he was the um you know going to be snubbed snubbed. he was snubbed so like I no one was arguing Rudy for Rudy Gobert you know so yeah like
1: (laughs) so I get it but like I I mean in reality I would I the players that are on each roster like Like, maybe, okay, like, he could have been picked before maybe one person. Maybe. 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 maybe, Mm -hmm. Just to be polite. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) in reality, like, yeah, y'all the last – y'all be the last one sitting on the bench in this pickup game. Like, straight up. Like, that's just reality. So I understand, like, you know, people are like, oh, they're taking shots at Utah. I'm like, well, whatever, man. It didn't help.
0: (laughs) <laughs> LeBron was like, you know, when you play basketball games growing up, you never pick Utah as great as Carmelo. No, who picked Argentina?
1: Utah? People <laughs> in Utah didn't pick Utah. Utah. Like, let's just be, let's just be honest. Like, come on, like, yeah, ain't nobody picked John Stockton and Malone. Great players, but like in a video game, like nobody was picking them. Nah. Yeah, like it, people LeBron. were still people were still rolling, even though Michael Jordan wasn't in most of the games, like they were still clicking player ninety nine in Chicago <laughs> to go over Houston. <laughs> like come on, man. Like so I mean I, I get it. Like, you know, I, I get it. Um I do think uh I do think LeBron is was playing a little bit of mind games there with uh with Utah because I do think like he deliberately picked Sabonis so like Rudy Gobert and, and Donovan Mitchell would be last, and just so be, like put them on notice. Like, yeah, y'all got the best record now, but don't get it twisted. Like, <laughs> like if we played in a series, like I'm destroying
0: y'all. Destroying you, yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> so that's just the reality, man. Like I I,
0: I don't know, man. LeBron's always had a tendency to be passive-aggressive with certain things. Oh, absolutely. So this, this wouldn't be a surprise at all.
1: No, no, no. And then even, like, because I heard another on – um, what was I watching? Speak for Yourself with LeVar Aronson. He was like – because I didn't even think about this because he was like, LeBron may have been trying to throw some shade at uh, Joel Embiid by not picking him first because mm-hmm. he's kind of, like, first in the MVP voting mm-hmm. right now. I was like, I I actually didn't think about that. That's that's actually kind of clever. Yeah, little just a little slight passive aggressiveness just there too.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm with that. I, I'm in the the boat with you at Utah. I thought it was hilarious. Actually, I I, I did. was
1: I laughed out loud. Like <laughs> I said, y'all in the group chat. I was I was <laughs> laughing. And
0: I put I put in there. Like, I felt bad for Donovan Mitchell. I'm a huge Donovan Mitchell fan, so I was like, I feel. I feel bad that it's it's not him. It's just the uniform that you're wearing. And yeah. also the fact that Rudy Gobert is your teammate. And there's, quite honestly, not as much respect for Rudy Gobert as some may think as far as the NBA players. Well, he uh, shut
1: down the league. He's the one shut down yes. the league of COVID last year. Everybody's so yes. mad at him for
0: that. Like yes. He should
1: got picked last just because of that.
0: Just because of that. I mean, it yes. was it's amazing that him and donovan mitchell even buried the hatchet and you know it was cool it's cool again they're like hey we gotta play on the same team let's just try to put it aside and and, and move along but yeah i mean he sabotaged his own team put a lot of people at risk there and the other team that was slated to play that night i'm like bro like you're being reckless right now yeah you can't respect that uh him
1: crying over uh uh not getting Defensive Player of the Year,
0: I was like, man. "Oh my god, He's lucky <laughs> he got one. He lucky yeah. he got one." Because there's years where I'm like, "No, he's not the best def- He's good, a good defender, but he's not the best."
1: Yeah, man. I I just again, man. I I can't because have you <laughs> have you seen? Because uh... you know Ari Spears is yes. Have you ever seen him on uh, on Vlad TV? Like he wore that one T-shirt and it had a uh, they had the outline of Utah. Mm-hmm. and it said white people's africa ever <laughs> since <laughs> i seen it. i was like see that's why i can't root for the utah dad i can't root for white people's africa i can't do it it just i can't do it i cannot do it my the fibers in my body is like nah i can't do it nah, nah
0: i even tried to i tried to go on vacation there one time i was like let me just go somewhere different i looked nah, at utah man. and i saw the prices i was like for what I was like, what weird. are we doing what are we doing utah
1: yeah, cause they got, like, the, the Rocky Mountains out there and, like, the skis and all that. And yeah. I'm like, man, I, I'm good. Man. I, I just, think like, I'm just, I don't know. And then there's, like, this somewhat, like, of this semi-love affair with the media because a lot of the analytics people like them and all that. But yeah. I'm like, dude. And, and to give them credit, I mean, again, I, you know, we're about to do our, you know, power rankings, you know, coming up here soon, so. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have the best record, but at the end of the day, I don't see them, and I could be wrong, but I mean, I don't see them really beating any of the elite teams in the series. No, I just don't see it. Like, because again, if as long as everybody's healthy, you know, as long as Anthony Davis comes back and he's good, like they play the Lakers, even if they get to like a Western Conference Finals or something like that. Like, I don't see them beating the Lakers. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe they get a game. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Even the Clippers, as much as I don't, you know, Clippers are annoying within their own right, but unless if there's a big collapse, which is possible, I don't see them beating the Clippers. I mean, I don't even see them beating the Suns right now.
0: Oh, no. No, no, no. I <laughs> that's
1: no. just...
0: Like, it, that's, that's where power rankings... Is is different than like who do you think is actually gonna win a series? You know, it's like yeah. you're playing the best ball right now, and we give you props for that. uh But when push comes to shove, and you gotta play the same team back to back to back to back, nah, we don't trust you to get that far. That
1: yeah, far, right? like,
0: but you, you can get the regular season props <laughs> if you want yeah
1: know. like i mean like like because essentially like they play hard every night like, that's what they do and they that's do. why their record is what there is because yeah they're I feel a
0: well-coached like, team and they play well yeah, together yeah
1: because i feel like in today's nba like i mean everybody kind of plays the long game mm-hmm. and especially with how open it is you know if, some, if a team's hot from three i don't think not to say the other team you know quote unquote quits but like They've hit a lot of threes. They take a lot of threes and they make a lot of threes. So I think most on, on a, you know, random Tuesday night, Wednesday night, when they're putting up that many threes and hitting, you know, at least 40% of them, 35% of them, like, yeah. All right, y'all got that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> why overextend yourself? You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just hitting their threes tonight. So that's it. Let's just work on some other stuff. That's what I feel like most teams do.
0: With all this being said, with the squads as they are right now, who do you think is gonna win on Sunday?
1: Um I, I mean I think Team LeBron, I think Kevin Durant's the problem with Kevin Durant's team is that Kevin Durant's not playing. You're right. <laughs> like if he was playing, like I whew, I I probably would lean towards KD's team, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's the biggest weakness of their team is that Kevin Durant's not playing. So that's why I got to lean towards Team LeBron. Because, I, I mean, because, you know, it's going to be – they're going to play, like, their pickup game, and then at the end it's going to be close. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like – you know, I just feel like LeBron and, you know, Steph, and I think they can figure it out at the end of the game more so than Team Durant. But I could be wrong, but – um yeah, because I mean they're missing Durant and they're missing uh, Anthony Davis too. Yeah. So just based on that, like I gotta, I'll lean towards Team LeBron for
0: now. I was surprised they even had KD picking the team. I'm like, if you ain't gonna play them, why why you get a chance? Well, to I pick think because
1: he was the highest. I mean, he was the second highest vote getter. So I think right. technically, no matter who it is, like they they still let him at least they pick still. the team. I was just glad Giannis wasn't picking because I was like, he's horrible. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's horrible at picking teams, dude. I was like, Yeah, he oh, had an interesting boy. team
0: last year. I was like, Why did you put these players together? That doesn't make yeah. no sense. And then
1: he was taking shots at James. Was like, oh, yeah, he don't play no defense. But I was like,
0: Okay, I'll take James Harden. I'll take Harden. <laughs> yeah, they are not on the same team this time. No, uh, either. Uh, Giannis and Harden. Uh, neither is LeBron and Kyrie.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I thought that was interesting too. Um, You know, a lot of people are going to read into that, like, oh, he didn't pick Kyrie at all uh, when he could have, I guess. Yeah,
1: I mean, I actually, I don't. I mean, I think, I don't think he would have picked Kyrie first because he would have had to pick Kyrie, like, first overall, overall. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, of course, Giannis, whatever. (laughs) 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 I mean, I think I think you know Giannis, uh Embiid, from then maybe maybe uh maybe like James Harden, then Kawhi. That that probably would be like in terms of your number one picks, those are probably your top four number one picks, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I don't think it was that shocking that he didn't pick Kyrie first because I mean I knew Durant was gonna pick Kyrie because they they like you know best Brothers. friends forever. Yeah. <laughs> but um I wouldn't, I mean I wasn't that surprised. I was I was more surprised that he didn't pick Joel first after kind of really yeah. thinking about it. Cause yeah. I mean, really, he's I mean he's right now, he's the MVP right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean I, I don't know, but I mean, it'll be interesting to see because I tell you what, that LeBron's starting five. It's an interesting starting five.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I'll be LeBron, Giannis, Curry, Luka, and Jokic.
1: Yep. And then, yeah, and then for the team Durant, it's Bradley Beal, Joel B., Kyrie, Kawhi, and Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I don't know. Because I want to say, because I want to say Durant's starting five is more well-rounded on both sides of the court, more so than team LeBron. Because you got LeBron. Sure. I mean, you know, Giannis is athletic. <laughs> Steph was so shoot it. I mean, that Steph-Kyrie matchup is going to be interesting toward the end of the game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very interesting. And then, you know, you probably got, like, you're going to put probably Kawhi on maybe Luka, maybe? Or no, he's probably not. Kawhi is probably going to go. He'll probably guard LeBron and yeah. Tatum. Yeah, so I don't know, because it, it'll be interesting, because they don't really have, like, a big guy. mm I mean, well, you have Joel, but I don't know.
0: They, they really don't have a power forward. Yeah, they don't have a power forward. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. They got, like, two small forwards. Kinda... Yeah, you have
1: Joel guarding Luke, because, I mean, I've Really, this each starting five is probably more than likely going to be in the game at the end of the game. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, so you have Joel on Joker, probably Kawhi on LeBron, Jason Tatum probably on Luka.
0: And who's guarding Giannis?
1: But, yeah, who's guarding Giannis, though? Yeah, I don't know.
0: They would probably have to put Tatum or or, uh, Kawhi.
1: Yeah, maybe Tatum or Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tain or Kawhi on Giannis. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting.
0: Yeah, those are some interesting matchups. I, it, it, it'll it probably be worth watching, especially fourth quarter. Yeah. It, yeah,
1: I think fourth quarter, yeah. Anytime the fourth quarter, it'll be worth watching. But I'm, who I'm knows? Like, I don't know. They may put – because you got James Harden in there. You got – I mean, I don't know. We'll see, though. we it'll will be see. interesting. We
0: will see. Uh, and we'll be here to talk about it next week. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. So we're going from the, the squads and we talked about power rankings. And so we kind of alluded to a couple of teams <laughs> that we thought highly of, but just not in the long run, but are doing really well right now. Uh, so looking at your top 10 uh, mid season team power rankings, who do you have coach team?
1: Well, you already know who my number one is Brooklyn. Nets. Brooklyn. Okay. Uh I'm I'm gonna disrespect Utah Jazz again. So
0: <laughs> right just, off I'm the gonna, bat. Right <laughs> off the bat.
1: I'm just gonna put that out there right now. No surprises. So I got Brooklyn number one, Philly number two, Phoenix number three, Lakers four, Jazz five, mm. Clippers, yeah, Clippers six, Blazers seven, Bucks eight, Nuggets nine, and Spurs ten.
0: Man, that's that's a good list. Our lists are very different. That's that's probably a good thing. Uh,
1: yeah, and I was like, I'm a, like I said, I'm going to disrespect the Jazz again. I'm, you because I, I say up power. Disrespect. Yeah, I'm like, I don't care. This is power raking ain't nothing power about Rudy Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing, ain't nothing power with that. So I don't care.
0: all right hey, that's my list. So, I'm sticking to it. All right, I I went ahead and I was <laughs> like, well, y'all got the best record right now. So right now, no, that's uh, fair. I, I'll keep Utah's number one. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, come playoff time, I don't think it's going gonna, it's gonna to pan out well for them. But right now, uh, I did uh, have uh, the Nets at two mm-hmm. uh, because the the quality of ball that they're playing right now, their defense has improved a lot since uh, the experiments, you know, of Harden and, and everything. And it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting because I think they're only going to get better as they get a chance to play more with each other, but actually all three of them on the court at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there's still some challenges for them in the long run uh, because they uh, there's going to be some matchup problems with certain teams, but I think most of those teams are in the Western conference. So if we're just talking about Eastern conference, I think they can, they can hold their own well enough to get to the finals. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have the Lakers at number two, uh, number three, sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and that's despite the little slide that they're going through right now. Uh, I, I know it's, Anthony Davis is out. Uh, That's another reason why I put the Jazz ahead of the Lakers right now, because even when Anthony Davis was playing, they still weren't playing the type of ball I think a lot of people expected from a defending champion. But uh, they're a a solid enough team still. And with LeBron James leading the team, they're still competitive every night and can beat anybody in the league. So, Mm -hmm. and then I have the Sixers right after them. Sixers are playing excellent basketball right now. Uh, one of the best defensive teams in the league uh, and blocks per game, steals per game and, totals, and total blocks. Uh, they, there is a culture shift there that Doc Rivers has implemented and I really, really like it. I don't think they have enough firepower in the long run. Ben Simmons' inability to shoot, I know people harp on that and people are like, oh, I'll leave him alone. You know, there's been teams that- No, it's a big deal. Uh, it's a big deal in today's NBA. Uh, ben Simmons would be a no-brainer you know, top player, maybe 20 years ago, uh, you know, 15, 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. this dude would be a perennial all-star and people would be, you know, saying, Oh, he's, he's, he's the next thing. But in this game, when you are, when you've been in the league for several years and we haven't seen your jump shot improve consistently, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. And because we're so hard on Giannis, I'm going to be fair and be hard to Ben Simmons too, you know, for Mm -hmm. not, Developing again, he has some of the best court vision that I've seen to give him props. He is a good defender, he's a good teammate. I give him all the props for that. Uh, And him and Joel Embiid, because they've been able to stay healthy, are playing well together uh, Mm -hmm. and they're playing on both sides of the ball. Joel Embiid is playing smarter basketball this year, uh, especially on the offensive end, which is why he's uh, at the top of a lot of people's list for MVP. Right after that, I have the Suns because. Uh, You talk about culture changes. Sometimes it's from the coach and sometimes it's from the players that you acquire. And Mm -hmm. so Chris Paul has really changed the, uh, the dynamics of that team. Uh, And they're just playing excellent basketball. They are capable of beating any team on any night. Mm Got to give a props for that just because they've been playing well. I had to put the Clippers in there as much as I don't believe them in them in the long run hey, they're, they're playing well. Right after them, I have the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about Damian Lillard on the show last week, uh, how he's not getting respect for MVP considerations. The Blazers, in the top half of the Western Conference, top four Western Conference, I think they're still they're, they're still like fourth or fifth, um, even after this week, with no mm-hmm. CJ and no Nurkic. Mm-hmm. Uh so I mean, he's been playing, and Melo's been playing good ball too. It's nice to see Melo hooping again like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bucks, just because they they have the ability to light it up from the perimeter, uh, and they've done they've done a good job of that through some of the games this year. Giannis is as hard on him as we are. He still does this thing, and when def- when people don't have the personnel to build that defensive wall against him he dominates, and, mm-hmm. and it's hard to stop him. Uh, Denver has underachieved this year, mm-hmm. but I still have them as number nine because I think they're, uh, they're a team who is on the upswing, so I put them in my top 10, and I have Boston rounding it out. Um, they're a better team than what they're playing right now. They've had some health issues, mm-hmm. uh, but now that the, they're starting to get healthy, you're, you're seeing how dangerous of a team they can be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, any
0: beef? Right? I tried to be fair. I tried to be
1: fair. No, it's fair. Like I said, I like. I, like I said, off the top, I was like, I'm a disrespect. You so so, <laughs> just off the top, but um, no, I mean, I think, uh, like I said, I, I've kind of been on the the Nets' bandwagon so far this season. I just, mm-hmm. I mean, I just like what I see. I just think, like, because I, I think, because even come playoff time, what's interesting about them. And what I guess somewhat annoying in the playoffs is I think the refs are going to have a big deciding factor in who wins those games. Because the thing is, like, if they're going to call those fouls with those three, like those three, you you don't want to foul them either. That's why I feel like they're so tough to deal with, because if you get too, like, kind of physical with them, you know, in today's NBA, like most of those are just fouls. Yeah. And, but you know they all—all all three of them. I mean, they pretty much shoot ninety percent almost. Yeah, yeah, high eighties, pre- low nineties, like, high eighties. Yeah. yeah, like so. You know what? What do you really do? Like, I, I don't, because, like you said, there's some. There are some matchup issues they may run into depending on who they play. You know, mm-hmm. in the Western, in the Western Conference, but even with that, I mean, they—they're what. I think they're 12 and three or 12 and four against, you know, teams above 500 elite teams Mm -hmm. and they've beaten pretty, I mean, every team on our, both of our power rankings list. I mean, they've beaten Philly, they've beaten Phoenix, they've beaten the Lakers, they've beaten Utah, they've beaten the Clippers twice. They've beaten Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. they You know what I'm saying? Like they've Mm -hmm. beat all these teams. I mean, that's, and that, that's just pretty impressive. It is. Um, I think to your point with Philly. I think if Joel just really comes into his own and just becomes that monster, mm-hmm. he could he could have the potential to take him to the finals. But to your point, I think the Ben Simmons issue is still an issue. Mm-hmm. Cause he can't shoot. So it's just like come playoff time, like he just can't spread the floor like you would like you would want to. Because he'll have a game where he'll go off, but it's like he it just clogs up the court to me.
0: Yes. Yeah, because defenses aren't respecting him on the perimeter. They actually just kind of lay off of him a little bit. Yeah,
1: because it's just like, yeah, you can
0: And i yeah. I'd rather play the drive than play the three if yeah. I'm guard Ben Simmons. And Tobias Harris has played great basketball, but I mean, is is he gonna be that guy that's gonna bail you out yeah. night after night? I that we'll see. We'll see. He he can yeah. surprise us all, but yeah, I
1: think um I think what's what's interesting though, I mean, all of these teams on both of our lists, I mean, there's a flaw in all of these in teams. All even of with them. the Lakers, like I think I think we'll talk about trade scenarios, but you know, I think they're missing Dwight and JaVale a bit more mm-hmm. than what they anticipated. Because mm-hmm. I mean saw he's just he's old, man. He
0: can't do it anymore. Not yeah. on defense, not on defense. And the
1: problem is when they take him out. They have to kind of play small ball,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're not like a great small ball team. They're really right. better served when they play big. Yes. So they they need to pick up like at least one or two big guys, if they can pick somebody off of pick somebody up off of like a waiver or something like that.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I think they're still even even if Anthony Davis is healthy. I mean, obviously that's a big boost, but I think they're still a little bit vulnerable there just in terms of their depth. So, I mean, yeah. there's a hole right there. Talked about the Jazz. I mean, they're playing well, but they just, I'm sorry. Like, I like Donovan Mitchell, but I'm like, no, I'm sorry. No. Like, you need, you can't compete against, like, LeBron. Because you expected me to believe Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are supposed to outperform LeBron and
0: AD in a series. Not not for four games. Not enough to win four <laughs> games. They I know it's a
1: team game, but still, like I, I'm just not. No, I'm not seeing
0: that. Uh, their big bright spot has been Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench for years. Yeah, Utah. he's played
1: well. He's played uh, well, uh,
0: leading kind of in the six six man category so far this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just really found a niche there, so he gives them some firepower. Joe Ingles is a good perimeter shooter, but at in a league where it benefits you to have a scoring big. That's that's a huge weakness because it you can't quite spread the floor as much as you want to when Rudy Gobert is on the court.
1: And plus I feel like their biggest weakness is their wings. Like they have unathletic wings. Yeah, they do. So like when you play against like the Clippers, like Clippers, I know I think they've they've beaten the Clippers, but in a series, like that matchup is gonna kill y'all. And then yeah. again, with the Lakers, again, with the Suns, again. Um even Portland, to a certain degree, I mean, that's a problem. <laughs> like if you it can't is. guard wings, especially in this league, today's NBA, that's a problem.
0: It is. It is. Ah, man, man. I, I, it's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting to see what the second half of the season looks like. It was yeah. exciting to see the the schedule. There's gonna be some good matchups, and we're gonna learn a lot. Uh, I, I, I just love to see teams hit like their stride and their potential after you, especially when you've seen them underachieve year after year. And you know, I talked about uh, Phoenix number two in the Western conference.
1: No, they're killing it.
0: 24 and 11 and they've beaten quality teams. They did not get their 24 wins building off of, you know, below 500 teams. Like these guys are, are beating the Lakers. They're beating the Blazers. Like the, I, I, it's, it's been nice to watch it's been nice to watch for sure yeah they
1: kind of carried that momentum from the bubble last year into this season a little bit so
0: they have they have good. and they are doing what we thought Denver was going to do building that momentum off the bubble getting to the western Conference Finals I mean Denver is right now sitting at the sixth seat you know so it yeah yeah yeah, uh,
1: yeah I think Jamal Murray I don't know I don't know he just hasn't been hitting as much. So maybe, I don't know, maybe this, this break will kind of, because I mean, they basically get almost two weeks off, really, yeah. if you're not playing in the game, because after Sunday, there's like a whole week off. So maybe he can kind of reset himself mm-hmm. and, and get back on track, because I think he's a big, I mean, obviously he's a big X factor, because right now it's really just Joker that's playing at like a high level yeah night yeah, in and night, night out night in and yeah. night out so i think that's their biggest issue
0: it was funny the last show i was talking about jamal murray has not been playing up to uh his potential and what he was last year literally we ended the show and i went in to watch uh espn and murray dropped 50 points versus cleveland and i was like no, okay I, mean, I, yeah. I hear you i hear you I hear yeah
1: you. <laughs> but, i mean they need to see he needs to have more of maybe not 50 but he needs to like have more of those like
0: Thirty plus games. Thirty plus, 30 plus games. Yeah, yeah,
1: those like yeah, those standout performances for them to really get back to at least potentially get back to the Western Conference Finals because they can't because Joker can't do it by himself.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah, that's not sustainable at all. Uh, all right, well, we did our power rankings for the teams. Now we're going to switch over to the players. Um, I'll go ahead and, and go first. See, I building off off of what we said. It's hard to argue against Embiid right now. Uh, I, I give him total credit. I, you know, I talked about him earlier, uh, really utilizing his footwork. And I think the evolution of the big has been a positive thing for the game. But I think people have, some centers decided to take it to the extreme where they abandon some things that they could be effective inside of the three-pointer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so folks like you know, Towns and Embiid and such were shooting too many perimeter shots but because you're a threat, just because you're a three point threat doesn't mean you have to shoot the three every time. Mm-hmm. Even if you begin out there on the floor, that these guys are so good that they can start on the perimeter and still make their way inside with the basketball in hand. You know, mm-hmm. so that because that I you know I watched the plays recently with Joel Embiid catches the ball around the three point line, and he he's he's a threat there. People are, like, is he going to shoot? And so he draws the defense up. And then he's athletic enough and skilled ball handle enough to get around the defender, drive it to the basket and get a get a 15 footer, get a 12 footer, and sometimes take it all the way in. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love that. Mixing the old school with the new school. I think that's what these uh, talented big men need to, to start doing and keep doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Embiid is just maximizing that. Uh, so it's nice to see him and it's nice to see him stay healthy. Uh, I, I put Dame Dallas number two. Uh, I because I'm looking at this dude like because it was first it was Embiid and Jokic right and and so Embiid I think has maintained his part when we talked about Denver being the sixth seat well guess who's ahead of them the Portland Trailblazers Mm -hmm. with Damian Lillard Uh, you know without his squad they're really we talked about CJ and um, Nurkic not being there I mean this dude has just been incredible incredible mm-hmm. we we talked about the stats last week with you know about 30 points and, and averaging eight assists without your second and third best player arguably mm-hmm. uh, so that's I not even
1: arguably that is your second
0: and third best. Player. that is yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> for sure yeah uh Jokic I do have a number three because he is holding it down right now for for Denver Murray has you know he's shown up from game to game and has had some big games this season but Jokic has been the constant uh I actually so this is kind of where I was like, let me let me really, really, really think. I had to really really think about these mm-hmm. after after the top three. I decided to go with Harden because mm-hmm. I think he's the best playing net right now. Yeah,
1: and he's if it wasn't for the whole like, and I think people have said it on TV, you know, over the past couple of weeks, if it wasn't for the whole Houston thing, like I think as far as MVP, like he would Probably be like second right now, to be quite honest with you. I a mean, very close second.
0: And we all know stats. We all know that, you know, he can he can get 30 points a game. What has stood out to me the most is his ability to run the offense. And his he's playing a point guard position a lot of the times, especially because Kyrie hasn't always been playing. So I look at it and I said, I wonder how this is going to work, how are they going to spread the ball around? You know, without the point guard, and James has just really embraced that role. And he said, "I'm going to set other people up for success." Like he is finding people wide open, because he's like, "Why not? They they can't double. You know, they can't you know just just jump off of me and give me space. They can't jump off of Kyrie and give him space. If there, if it's KD that's playing that night, can't jump off of him. These these um you know um role players. Like, down you look at Bruce Brown, like. Dude can drop he's, – he's had an excellent season. He's mm-hmm. a solid player. He got 30 points the other night.
1: But, you guess why, but the thing is, when you have – and this is the other thing with the Nets, like, you know, kind of going back to that a little bit. Like, when you have those three – and obviously they've only played with a handful of games together. But when, mm. when you have those three and all, the, they, all three of them have ridiculous versatility. Like, when you're the Bruce Browns of the world, when you're the uh, Joe Harris of the world – Mm -hmm. The um
0: what's my guy the greens of
1: the world
0: from um from France? I think he's from France, yes. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I know you're talking about yeah,
1: but those guys are gonna get wide open shots all the time. And it's like and I think that's what's fueling their defense because you know when you feel good about yourself, they're like, shoot, let me get out to let me get out and contest this three a little harder than you know, so that yeah, man, I don't know. They, that, they, they're scary good they're scary
0: good and Harden has really taken a leadership role with that team and it's all it's awesome to see him do that yeah I mean yeah if I'm playing with the three those three guys and I know I can still get shots up like and wide open shots yeah mm-hmm. I'm gonna do whatever I need to do because i gonna make yeah. sure I get that ball at the end of the day that you trust me with that with the ball because yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get my my time I just gotta capitalize on the opportunity and that's exactly what's happening mm-hmm. I, I, I I do have LeBron right after that i think with the absence of anthony davis uh though they hit a rough patch they are on the upswing Mm -hmm. uh, and still number three in the western conference and that you know a lot of that is revolving around lebron because he gives the ability for the other people to do their thing Mm -hmm. uh so kuzma's had some good nights um and and stepped in he's played hard especially getting offensive rebounds and second chance points for them so it's nice to see him uh playing playing well but you know Caruso steps in and has has some good some good minutes Morris comes in has some good minutes but LeBron has remained the captain and I think when you get to a point of maturity and when Mm -hmm. you've been there before like LeBron knows what it means to be playing not at full health and full capacity so Mm -hmm. he's like all right here we go again I, I know mm-hmm. what I need to do and he's been keep, keeping them competitive in every single game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. I, I was thinking, uh, well, if they're fourth in the West, I got to get somebody off that team. So I, I, I do, I do have Kawhi Leonard um, there mm-hmm. uh, right after him. I think Kawhi is having a good season. Uh, the Clippers are a little bit quieter on the radar this year uh, and, and rightfully so because they need to earn that type of, Respect again. I think they were given mm-hmm. given it prematurely last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the team is playing well overall, but Kawhi Leonard has been the big constant. 27 points, six rebounds, and about a f- five assist a game. Uh, so him and Paul George have been doing their thing. And I think they have also done a good job of some of the acquisitions. When you look at uh, Batum, Nicholas Batum, I thought was a big pickup for them in the offseason. Serge Ibaka has really solidified a defensive and aggressive presence that they were looking for. And the fact that him and Kawhi have such a good relationship works out well um, for team chemistry. Uh, Lou Kennard, you know, somebody that can hit perimeter shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Marcus Moore. So, you know, uh, Kawhi being the, the cornerstone for that franchise, I have, I have him there. Uh, and then I won't go into detail with these, but uh, I have Luca because him and Przingis have been playing well, but Luca has played good basketball as of late. He had a rough start, but I think he's really picked it up. I mean, he's hit some big time shots for that team.
1: But well, that Boston game, man, nuts.
0: that yeah. was absolutely nuts. I don't know why people allow him to go left all the time. Don't let him dribble left. That's his comfort zone. But uh, right after that, I mean the fact that you don't have Clay Thompson and you're number nine in the West, you kind of been going in and in and out of playoff contention. I Steph Curry individually has been doing his thing. And mm-hmm. the fact that they're even remotely competitive right now is is um you know a lot due to Curry's play. Uh I had to give some props to the boy Bradley Bill because he's just been balling out. Side so I you know, I just when I A lot of it isn't going to be the wins thing, but I look at what you do for your team Uh, and he is the wizards. (laughs) He is the wizards. Uh, I have Bradley Bill. And then I have Giannis just because though we talk about him not being able to evolve year to year, he is good enough to realize when another team can't stop him. And that's mm-hmm. when he gets super aggressive, and he can drop fifty points here. He had back to back to back forty point games uh, recently, so I gotta give it to him. I don't think it's sustainable. I won't. Th- I don't think he'll translate to the postseason. But right now, Giannis is playing good ball. Okay. All right. I know you got a different list than me, but what do you
1: got? oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm clean my my list was kind of all over the place. I was trying to clean it up, so I can make it nice and readable yeah. while you were talking. <laughs> so honestly, I think my first three are the same as yours. Because I had Joel number one, Damian two, James Harden three. Because that was your th- first three. I, right? I
0: had Jokic right ahead of Harden, so I hard. Oh had four. Okay, yeah,
1: okay, yeah. okay, all right. So I have Joel one, Damian Lillard two, James Harden three, and I have a big surprise in mine. So. Uh oh. Four, LeBron, pretty much for everything. You pretty much said everything there. Uh, I have five, I have Steph, because he's been Mm -hmm. playing great. Uh, Six, I have the Joker. Seven, I have Mm Luka. Eight, I have Kawhi. Mm -hmm. Nine, I have Giannis. And this is my surprise. Ted, I'm putting LaMelo Ball in there.
0: LaMelo ball. Okay. I thought the surprise was going to be it. Julius Randle, but it's LaMelo ball. No. Okay. okay. I'm putting
1: LaMelo in there, man. I hey, am. he's hooping. He's
0: hooping. He is shifting that culture there.
1: Because they are, right now, they're seventh in the West. Like Charlotte is seventh in the West. And in the, the East, reason in why, the East, yeah. Or in the in the East. Yes, yeah. in the East. Excuse me. Yes, in the East. And to me, I know uh, Gordon Haywood's numbers look okay. Yeah. But to me, he's the X factor and he's the driving force on Charlotte because the reason why they didn't start off well, in my opinion, is because they had him on the bench. As soon as they put him in the starting lineup, that's when they that's when they actually like started creeping up and getting into playoff rankings. So for me, like I ain't gonna front, man. Mel Ball's nice. man. He's, he, he's good.
0: He's fun to watch, but I love watching Charlotte play. I, and and. Uh, to your point good. there he's averaging 16 6 and a little over 6 assists a game so mm-hmm. 16.6 rebounds and that's um with not being a starter for all the games like you said right. so that putting that in the context that for a rookie that's 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 a good number those are good numbers there you're doing everything I, just, I put
1: them in there I know the numbers I can't justify the numbers but again this is my power ranking so and i just mean power rankings I don't think he's the tenth best player in the league. I'm just saying, power ranking, power like just because for me, like I guess when I was looking at it like individually, it's just it's partially just based on how well they're playing, and then partially like when I watch a game or even watch highlights, like who's leaping off of my screen, in terms of using that that uh, cliche yeah. statement, and, the eye test. Oh the- yeah, yeah. Every time I see Lamelo, I'm like, dude, dude just he's doing something crazy. So yes. that's why I had to put him in there. I just feel like he's just—he's really playing at a high level right now. And, and and again, to me, he's kind of the engine behind Charlotte right now.
0: He is. He is. He's he's facilitating a lot of times. Uh, Rozier is playing really good ball too, and mm-hmm. and I think Lamelo Hayward and Rozier, though you may look at it on surface level and say, "Is that really going to work?" Mm-hmm. It has. It, it, mm-hmm. it they found a way to make it work what i like to look at when i see the impact of a player on the team is i want to see what the bench is doing while the player is playing well and those guys are mm-hmm. up swinging their towels they're clapping they're joking around. every time lamelo does he's something he's open man yeah he's hooping. yeah he's super and right. and and they're vibing well with each other so yeah i'm not mad at that
1: yeah so that's what i got so again disrespected the jazz again i don't have rudy or donovan <laughs> mitchell in my top 10 not even in my top like 15
0: Sheesh. <laughs> nah. man i didn't i yeah i didn't like honorable
1: yeah because like my honorable mention like was with jimmy butler not as he's healthy you can clearly see now miami's back right in the playoff contention yeah, yeah. um and then my other honorable mention was uh was julius randall too I, mean, yes. I feel like he's kind of been the reason the Knicks are not being the usual Knicks. <laughs> yeah,
0: they are relevant this year. So, it, it's amazing. Yeah, they're
1: relevant. Number five and then the East. other one was Chris Paul. Yeah, and the other one honorable mention was Chris Paul too. Just from a, because I, I mean, man, like what, like Phoenix is already hot, but like he's just he's just killing it.
0: Yes, I. Man. I don't think I've seen Phoenix produce this well since the Steve Nash days. I think yeah. it's been that long. Yeah. I think
1: it's yeah. been that long. Yeah, oh no, absolutely no, it's been there. I mean, really, like because if you look at it, I because I'm hmm, I'm really surprised he didn't go to the Lakers, even back to the Clippers. I think maybe there was probably some bad blood there with the Clippers but mm-hmm. to me like that's what the Clippers are missing right there like a Chris Paul. yes again like there you still see the same issues with them at, at the end of game because we saw the other game with uh we talked about it in our group chat with Giannis against uh against the Clippers we had like 16th and 16 points in the fourth quarter or whatever yep. it was or 19 yeah. mm-hmm. but like it really wasn't to me, it wasn't impressive because, I mean, it was just like he hit one three-point shot. I did see that. Mm-hmm. So I'll give him credit for that. But all the other points were just like one of them he traveled and then the other one, like, there's just like little Ollie oops and then there's like little putbacks and him just running down the court and then dunking and people mm-hmm. moving it out of the way. Yeah. Like, to me, that was just a collapse on the Clippers because it's like they still have issues at the end of the game. They still They just do. can't. Because, again, like, Patrick Beverly, like, And I I saw that little clip of – or not the clip, but I saw his post laughing at that defensive player list or whatever. Yes. put the little emoji. I was like, (laughs) as Russell Westbrook said, he's fooling everybody thinking he's playing defense. All he's doing is just irritating people. Yeah, there is some value to that. But Mm -hmm. at this stage, it's like – that's fine. But if you can't, the Clippers need you to have some sort of skill level as a point guard to facilitate yes. offense.
0: And you don't have any of that.
1: He doesn't have any of that. Because yeah. I feel like, again, like that's Chris Paul, like what he's doing for Phoenix. That's what that's what the Clippers are missing.
0: Today. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and in, in that game, I also saw one thing that Giannis did well also was he made his free throws more consistently in that game. He did. Especially he in the did. stretch. I give him props for that, too. He did. Uh, it's I always see him airball at least once a game. It seems like he's airballed yeah. a free throw once a game, but he he made it. He made most. And of again,
1: it. like we hard on y'all. Gian- I mean, at least I like, I know I'm super hard on Giannis. but again, I just feel like again like at this stage in your career, like you should be doing more. You should have more of an offensive repertoire than just dunking and doing your euro step and then spinning
0: to the left. Like yeah. and
1: then he occasionally makes a 3.
0: And that's probably, it's usually because he's wide open because people know yeah. he won't make it consistently. Yeah, like so I'll, you're getting a wide yeah, open like look.
1: I'll leave him, I'll leave him wide open still. Like I'm not like worried about Giannis shooting threes. So to me, like at the end of the game, most of the time at the end of the game, he's somewhat obsolete because, because who did they, who did they play the other night? Um, when Drew Holiday hit that game winning shot. Um, Dang it! Who did they play? I gotta look this up because that was gonna bother me.
0: Yeah, and while you're looking Um, it up, I thought it was funny because the Grizzlies,
1: the Grizzlies, the
0: Grizzlies. Yes.
1: Yeah, because it because even in that game, like if you saw the highlights, like once it kind of got down to like that final five four minutes, Mm -hmm. Giannis is like obsolete. Like he didn't score any points. He had one assist where he came in the lane and dished it out, but it's like he was kind of useless at that point.
0: That's a good. That's a problem.
1: Yeah, like, that's a problem, because all they did was just kind of just pack the lane, and then he's lost. Like, that's Mm -hmm. a big problem.
0: Mm -hmm. He got bailed
1: out by Drew Holiday, but I'm like, that's a big problem to me.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it is. I I don't know, man. It is. Uh, I was just thinking about that Clippers game. When I see Giannis make a three, there's Mm -hmm. a look on his face like
1: he's, he's still surprised yeah, yeah. yeah i
0: made so, that. i made because he turned yeah. to look at the bench like yeah yeah i'm like you should not be that excited that you hit a three-pointer in the second quarter like that that should, exactly. not, should not be <laughs>
1: that's not good
0: Yeah. that's not a good sign that's that, no that it's not it's, that means you're no, not where not. you need to be uh exactly yeah
1: no nah, it's not but, but those
0: are good lists I, I'm, I'm glad we have such a a different list for teams and players
1: yeah man like i said no you ain't no no you talking no
0: <laughs> i love not. it i love it no, uh, well you mentioned it before when you're talking about what the the clippers need and so you know what what were you thinking about your best nba trade scenario uh, like i said the trade deadline is march 31st so who are you thinking about uh who needs what what are they going to get who could they get well, What's reasonable
1: i think the biggest one for me as the Lakers, I think they need to get, I saw rumors of uh, Hassan Whiteside yeah. or trying to trade for Andre Drummond. Like they need, they need another big, they need a. I I think they could still put, they could still get to the finals like as it is with Anthony sure. Davis coming back, but I still feel like they need another, just a young athletic big that can run up and down the court uh, and just provide just, that athleticism they need down low. Because, again, I feel like what Dwight and JaVale gave them last year was it was just the ability to play big and still be athletic, which was unique to any other team in the bubble last year. Because personnel-wise, nobody really had, like, that type of depth in terms of length. Mm-hmm. And it really disrupted things. Cause again, like they can not only just in the paint, but they can actually, they're athletic enough to at least get out to the perimeter and get a hand up on those shots, you know? So I, I thought that was like a, a, a big difference maker for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um So to me, I, I think that they can get like an Andre Drummond. I think they're still trying to figure out if they're going to buy him out or not. Right. Um, right. But that's a must have for them. Mm-hmm. Um Then I think the Nets as well. I think they either uh, Andre Drummond or, uh, you know, JaVale McGee, because I think he's kind of being bought out as well by the Cavaliers. Mm. Um, I think they need another athletic big as well. Yes. Because I think they need that extra – just that extra versatility in case they need it. Because, again, like, if you're playing against, uh, like, Philly, you know, say the Eastern Conference Finals are playing against Philly and Joel is just going off, mm-hmm. I think you need at least at least somebody that you can put in there, just another body you can put on them, whether even if you're just trying to, um, you know, foul them, you know, do some targeted fouling, if you will. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? I think right. you still need another, like, athletic – more defensive-minded big, just to kind of help them out with that versatility there. Yeah, because they, um, they, yeah, they, they lost Jared Allen. Yeah, because they lost that type. I so think I know they wanted because I think reading some of the reports, they wanted to keep him really bad, but it just yes. couldn't. Yeah, it just didn't work out. But um, so that's what I think they need. And then here we go. My my blockbuster trade, if you will. Mm. If I'm Philly, I'm, I'm I'm gonna trade Ben Simmons for uh for uh Bradley Beal.
0: Oh, I'm gonna
1: go for it because again, like you said, uh, you know we've been kind of talking about it. Like I, I just think that's their weakness right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as good as Ben Simmons is. know because he i mean he pretty much checks a lot of boxes except that shooting box yeah and i just i just think it's a it's gonna be a glaring like roadblock for them in terms of in the playoffs because again like when you can't shoot and you're it's not even like you can't shoot like he's not even willing to shoot out there at all right like at a certain point, you, you just become easy to guard in a way.
0: It's very it kind
1: of similar to it's kind of similar to uh, to Giannis. The problem with Giannis, like mm-hmm. at a certain point, like he becomes easy to guard, and that's a problem. Yes. Yeah. So that's my one like blockbuster trade. I think that's a
0: good one. I like If that.
1: I'm if I'm Philly, like I'm going for it. Cause again, like, and not to necessarily be too scared of where Brooklyn's doing, but at the same time, I mean, listen. They got three superstars up there. Yes. So your window's not gonna be open forever if you're it. You gotta go for it, man. Like you got, you gotta go for it. So that's what I would do. That's that's my trade scenarios.
0: Man. Okay. I don't know if I could top though. Especially that last one. I don't know if I could top that last one. Because I mean,
1: me, like I said, I'll just go for it. Because again, like like you said, you know, you never know when you're into a window of opportunity who truly closes so you just got to capitalize on it each year that you possibly can and I would just go for it if I was Philly just say bump it
0: okay all right I think I have three mm-hmm. uh, I agree with the ones that you brought up I had a different scenario for Philly mm-hmm I'm not so confident that they would actually get rid of Ben Simmons. I think it's the it would be the smartest move if you can they're get of Yeah, Bell. I mean,
1: they're not going to do it, but that's what I would do. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, they're not going to do it, though.
0: But could they reunite with J.J. Redick to give them a help. shooter? Yeah, yeah,
1: that would help. Yeah. Uh, they're,
0: they're in need of some depth and some scoring depth, so could they get a J.J. Redick? Um, you know, you talked about Andre Drummond for, for teams. I also thought about, um, I don't know what they would want to do with Tobias Harris. Would he be packaged in this deal or not? Mm-hmm. But Victor Oladipo's long-term goal is not to be in Houston. And I don't think oh, yeah, Houston wants him to be the long-term thing in Houston. You have a scoring two guard. Mm-hmm. Uh that would work. Now, you depending on what Houston wants, you may not have to come off as of Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think you would want to because you're still going to need a, a, a run, someone that can run the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you could, if you can come up off of a Tobias Harris and maybe a bench player or something like that, give Houston something that they would like to, in their rebuilding phase, because really they're tearing the house down and building it back up, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they said buy the Boogie. They're like, Hey, you know, Victor's like, I'm not trying to be here. You know, they got a new coach. So There's a new owner. So they're, they're, they're rebuilding. Um, I think this is the perfect time to kind of seek out those people because you're more likely going to get a, a better deal for that. Now. Mm-hmm. What I also thought about was for the, I'm really disappointed in the Pelicans this season and They have underperformed and I'm thinking about the Clippers and what they need. You talked about it earlier. They need a point guard. Mm -hmm. Now they just got Bledsoe. Bledsoe's already played with the Clippers prior in his career. I don't think he's the right point guard fit or or guard fit for them, but Lonzo ball, I think would be good for them. Lonzo ball reunited to LA just Mm -hmm. with the Clippers now he has unlike ben simmons become a better shooter you can't just leave him open mm-hmm. and and he has really good court vision just like ben simmons he's a good teammate he'll get people involved and would love to play with him um oh no i'm sorry not mb um what's his name would love to play uh, i think yeah. it'll be good for them because i think they need that um zion williamson sorry instead mm-hmm. of the, yeah zion williamson would love to play with them because he's going to get zion to, uh um sorry I, I, I keep tripping not not zion um Kawhi, Kawhi and, and paul, paul george. george yeah mm-hmm. i got my teams mixed up. Kawhi and paul george that's what i get for like mixing my notes up yeah. <laughs> so
1: people
0: listening listen out there please keep your notes organized and that's what happens uh, so yeah <laughs> so yeah I, I think those two, because they have the wings taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so when you have a defensive team like that, that has the wings taken care of, they just need a motor uh, to, get, the, to the, get them going. I think Lonzo Ball would be the perfect fit for them. They could reasonably acquire him if, if the Pelicans are willing to listen to, hey, you're building around Zion. You have Brandon Ingram. Let's give you some complimentary fa- factors. Could we give you a, a a Morris? Could we give you a Reggie Jackson? And you would have some more depth there. And then we would just take Lonzo Ball or Lonzo Ball plus um, a future draft pick, however, whatever that looks like, maybe second mm-hmm. round or something like that. I think that could reasonably happen because right now the Pelicans are not playing fast enough for Lonzo Ball's skill set.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't understand, Ben Gundy. That was a bad hire. I'm sorry. I I put that on him.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm surprised at that because I I thought right. he would he would be able to recognize that.
1: Yeah, I put that on him, man, because he's got them playing too slow, and I don't know what's going on on defense because they Nothing. don't play any defense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I yeah I agree with you. I yeah it's has been disappointing, but not to cut you off. Okay, yeah. the Clippers, so while you were talking, I was thinking about this because. So I did see some reports with regards to Kyle Lowry because I've heard Boston mm. as a potential, you know, because I think they want to unload on him. I yeah. think Toronto does. Yeah. What about Clippers for Kyle that Lowry? Work. That would work. Cause him, it because you know him, Kawhi, Sergi Ibaka, they all play together in Toronto. Yeah, and he's to me, he's an upgrade over. Uh, Patrick Beverly, because he's still, I mean, he's a decent, yeah. he's kind of a pit bull on defense, but he at least give you something more productive. Yeah, he can get you 16 work. to
0: 20 points. And game. Right, you right, can't right. leave right. him open and right. he can facilitate. Yeah.
1: Right. Like yeah. I, cause I was just thinking about that when you were talking about uh, Lonzo cause I think that could be, that could work. Cause he, again, he's already familiar with playing with Kawhi and, and, Search, and Charger, yeah. Ibaka, so mm-hmm. I, I think that could work too.
0: Yeah, I be the, the Raptors are definitely in a rebuilding mode. It appears that they're going to try to build around Siakam for the future and yeah. Uh, that'll p- probably be their one piece that they wouldn't get rid of unless it's um another, you know, star player, but I I think that could work.
1: Cuz I do think they need like it would be beneficial to have like a veteran point guard as well. Yes. So yeah. I mean,
0: Mm. I mean, he's going to bring the championship pedigree. He's going to—he does match their mentality better than Lonzo does. I think Lonzo, if they want to play fast, is a little bit more suited than Kyle Lowry. But if you're looking at someone who, come playoff time, we're not going to let a team come back from three games to one, like that's Kyle Lowry. Like mm-hmm. the coach, don't, Ty Lude wouldn't have to say a word. Mm-hmm. That's going to come out of Kyle Lowry's mouth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I—I I, I love that one actually. Mm-hmm. I
1: love that one
0: love that one. Yeah. So like,
1: yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's what I I just think that that's what the clippers are missing cuz they're they're missing leadership and a floor general.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Because again, cuz Kawhi is good as, you know, great of a player as he is, he's not a leader cuz he's just too quiet, which is fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think that's why it worked in Toronto because, you know, they kind of just let Kawhi be Kawhi you know as far as being a two-way player but he really wasn't the leader that was already like you know Kyle Lowry, yeah. uh, Marcus, um, even you know Van Vliet even mm-hmm. um, I think you know those were the the voices in the locker room so yeah um, or or even um, Ibaka too because Serge, you yeah. know he's a veteran he's a veteran so yeah you know, I think they already had like that established like at least culture and leadership there. And then you just added Kawhi and they just kind of let Kawhi just do his thing. So that's mm-hmm. why it worked. So that's what, to me, that's what they're missing in, 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 in for the Clippers. Cause again, like Paul George, like he's just, and, and it's fine. I mean, again, there's levels to everything, but he's just, he's just naturally kind of like a follower. Like he's not like a yeah. leader. True. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's fine. But, you know, I, I just think they they're really missing that, like, that Chauncey Billups esque yes. type player. That's what they're Absolutely.
0: missing. Absolutely, and I, I mean that's why him. Yeah, Lowry and Kawhi hit it off so well in Toronto. And when mm-hmm. I started watching them in interviews together, yeah. it was it was it was definitely clear mm-hmm. that okay, I I I, I get what. And then a lot of people thought about, oh well he's advocating for Serge Ibaka because he has a comfort level with him because they won before and they mm-hmm. lost Montrez Harrell. So they needed a replacement on defense. I didn't really hear from any of the, at least the primary analysts that are on television. That very point is not just for a uh, basketball skills, like physical skill set. It's I'm going to be the one in the locker room that speaks up. And Kawhi knows that that's not, he said, that's not me. Mm-hmm. I need someone that I trust to be able to do that because that's why we lost last year. Mm-hmm. And so instead of me transforming into something that I'm not, let me go ahead and bring that skill set here. And, and that was, you know, I think him and Larry would either one of them would have been good, but he's like, if we need a big, it's going to be a mm-hmm. It's going to be easier for us, more reasonable for us to get him now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually love the the Raptors reuniting in LA right
1: now. <laughs> I mean, I, cause I, like I said, well, when you were, well, while you were talking, I was like, you know what? Kyle Lowry would be a good fit, too. But, again, I know he has a big contract, so I don't he know. Does. You know, maybe they would have to do some finagling there. But I don't know. The NBA, if they could put Kevin Durant. Uh,
0: <laughs> Tyree and Harden on the same team.
1: Or even well that and if you could put Kevin Durant, uh, Steph Curry, Draymond, and Clay on the same team, I think they could figure that one you out. You can make it work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And, and the thing, yeah, because I think if in that situation, at least amongst the stars, there would be room for negotiation and flexibility on contracts. Like, okay, let's let's restructure my contract right now because we're trying to get this chip. And yeah. so we will make it work. We'll make it work. Uh, I, I, I think that's a good team to be able to do that. I think there's enough players that we want to sit down with the organization and their agents and say – Let's let's move these numbers around a little bit and try to make it work.
1: Well, honestly, Steve Ballmer's worth what twelve billion dollars? Like have him pay the luxury tax. He paid <laughs> <laughs> restructure his squat. Like you the one that, you the one on Microsoft, dang it like just pay the luxury tax. Hey, so y'all, a, y'all wanna win a championship this year or not? Like, all right, well, you gotta pay for it.
0: Yes. Yes, you gotta pay for it.
1: Cause if you're the Clippers where you don't have I mean it's not like you're not the Lakers, so like you gotta just like do it, Do whatever you got to do to get a championship. Yeah, you got to put all
0: the money on the table. Yeah, like, you got to put all your you chips in the center. Yeah. Got to yeah. go all in. You gotta go all in. Uh, I mean, that's what the Raptors did, and, they and that's what the Raptors
1: did. Yeah, they got a chip out of it. So I just think you just got to do it, and then just worry about the rest of it later.
0: It's uh, so that. That leads us to our our last topic, and it, it's interesting with player mobility going on in leagues, fan loyalty in leagues sometimes it varies depending on what league you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of brings us into our final topic where we're, we're going to talk about small markets versus large mo- markets in sports. Uh, what, what weight does that hold? D- does it matter uh, as much as people think? Does it depend on the league, what have you? So go ahead, Coach Nancy, we'll have you start with this one.
1: Yeah, so uh, with this question, you know, obviously it's, it's kind of somewhat of a cliche Sports question, if you will. Me personally, and you already know where I'm going with this, James. I don't really care for small market teams. I don't. I like (laughs) listen, man. I like my stars in 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 big name places. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to see them on the biggest stages in the biggest markets doing their thing. That way, I can hold them accountable. You know what I'm saying? So that's just that's just how I that's just how I think. Just me personally, but it. To answer the question, I think this is somewhat evolved because I think in years past, you know, that whole narrative of, you know, especially if you're a star player, like you want to be in a bigger market, even, and, and again, this is just talking about sports in general. So whether that's, that's baseball, whether that's football, whether that's basketball, um, I think that was kind of the norm, if you will, or at least a trend, but with you know how things have evolved especially in the united states economy wise um just the overall vibe just the overall social media influence i think is more about lifestyle now with Mm -hmm. athletes um and even just how they spend their money i think athletes now are a little are smarter than athletes in the past mm-hmm. in terms of how they spend their money and how they invest so mm-hmm. you know and then everybody's kind of more on this minimalist vibe if you will you know everybody's wearing like and i guess you know kudos to kanye west but you know everybody's kind of wearing like the the oversized hoodie that costs 500 but yeah you know it makes you look humble <laughs> <laughs> you know but that's you know but that, that's kind of the vibe you know what I'm yeah, saying so got a everybody's, holes in it, <laughs> right you know like everybody's just kind of more about like lifestyle and kind of more in that chill mode mm-hmm. so I think what you're seeing is a lot of the markets to where you know they feel like they can have a good lifestyle those are the markets that are doing well because again in New York is an example because like I think I talked about this a few episodes ago you know, the difference between the knicks and the nets mm-hmm. that has, has become a desirable place because the and and we were there me you and then coach coach l boogie even though he hasn't been on the show yet but when yeah. we were in new york like when we went to brooklyn like it's yeah. right there the Barclays center is right there and smack like right in the center of brooklyn
0: i did not expect that at all yeah i'm so yeah. used I mean, to I, being away from the yeah the main yeah league.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I've been there before and I've seen it before, but I was like, I was glad you guys were able to see it because I mean literally we got out the Uber it's like, boom, right there. And you got all the shops and just all of the whole area is just really buzzing and lively and their practice facility is not too far from there either. So you Mm. can live right there in Brooklyn. You know what I'm Mm. saying? And Brooklyn has kind of transformed itself into, you know, some people say hipster type area, but It's very, it's a very young, you know, kind of like that young professional up and coming type of vibe, you know? So as as a young NBA player, like guys like Kyrie, guys like Kevin Durant that, you know, want to do these other things. I mean, it's a cool, it's a cool place to live, right? Mm -hmm. Flip that over to the Knicks. Yes, there's Madison Square Garden and that's, you know, I think most players, NBA players love playing in the garden. Mm-hmm. But their practice facility is like out in Rye, New York, like out like in the suburbs, suburbs in New York. So that's where a lot of their team offices are. So, you know, in terms of where you want to live, do you want to live in Manhattan and then have to deal with traffic to get out to practice every day and then be, you know, and be, you know, going, have no traffic going to the games, but, you know, have traffic going, you driving an hour to go to practice every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, or vice versa. Do you live in the burbs and then have to commute into the, into the games? Yeah, that's a big that's that's a big factor, right? So if you're thinking about like you know guys have you know marriage and kids and things like that, I mean you have to think about like the logistics of how all that's going to work. So you know and that's why L.A. is always a desirable spot because it's it's just L.A. I mean mm-hmm. L.A. is L.A. and you know you're talking about young young men making millions of dollars, like so you're not necessarily Obviously, taxes hit everybody, but, you know, you're not necessarily worried about it, like how me and you would be worried about living in right. L.A. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So and then, you know, you look at Tom Brady, like going he's in Boston all those years. He's like, you know, what? I'm gonna go to Tampa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and Matthew Stafford, when he got traded to L.A., they asked because they because I think the Patriots were highly interested. He didn't want to go to the Patriots. Right. Now, that could be because of Patricia as well. Yeah going back to the Patriots. But he said, ultimately, in an interview, he said, he's like, look, man, like, I just wanted to be in, I just want to live in LA. Like, I want to live in California, like the weather's nice. You know, I already have a house out there in the offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to think about these things, right? JJ Watt going, I mean, obviously, Houston's still more of a warm weather, but he decided to go to Arizona because why warm weather? He's warm the weather. older player. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, off seasons kind of matter a bit more because, you are you know, you, when you have a wife and the kids, you're going to spend more time with them, more right. so than just kind of just being out and doing other things. So you want to be at a place where you can come home and you know, call it home and be comfortable and everybody's kind of comfortable where in the past, like, you know, guys may have had like multiple houses in different areas and just, you know, it's nice. Like, yeah, I got two houses. I got three houses, but at the same time, like it's kind of a logistical nightmare, even if you are a, a multimillionaire. So, I mean, look at Jeff Bezos built the other Amazon hub out here in DC. Why? Because he lives in DC. He lives in DC. Yeah. <laughs> so all yeah. these other cities that are putting bids in, like, yeah, it was nice, but yeah, he was coming to DC because you know mm-hmm. why? He don't want he don't feel like having to pry on his private jet all the way up to Seattle all the time. Sure. That's why. So again, you know, it's about like lifestyle and where I want to live and where I want to be comfortable. So I think that's ultimately what the whole small market, big market has turned into. And I think with these NBA franchises, they should take note or not just NBA franchises, but the NFL is a little different because, you know, obviously they're kind of set in stone, but mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these franchises, like they should think about that when they're talking about building these new arenas, building these practice facilities, like, where do you want these young multi-million dollar athletes to live? Like, what are you going to offer them besides, Mm -hmm. yeah, I give you this big contract. You can get a big contract anywhere, but like from a lifestyle standpoint, what are you
0: offering? You know, and you spent some time in this area, so you may know better than than I I do. Why isn't Orlando able to pull more more people? Like the magic in particular, maybe.
1: Yeah, again, like, it's not, they don't. <laughs> so we talked about Ohio, right? Oh, one of the few other episodes. And mm-hmm. even because you had talked about even how, you know, when you go to, you, you were in Philly and people were like, oh, is there like, Ohio has like actual people or there's an actual yeah. city? Like, well, yeah. have yeah,
0: a lot of buildings and stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: But the problem, but I think the problem with that is, and even I, you know, when I, me, when I moved around before I settled here, I mean, I used to get that question all the time. I mean, like my wife, you know, when we were in the courting phase, she was like, so you grew up on a farm? No, I ain't grew up <laughs> on a farm, girl. What are you talking about? But at the same time, if you, what, what I kind of realize is that's part that's, that's Ohio's fault. And that's yeah. other people from Ohio's fault. Because, again, most people... When they travel outside of Ohio, what do they talk about? Ohio State, Mm -hmm. and yeah, we have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But yeah, it's about Ohio State and just bloviate about Ohio State. So if you're someone that's not from that doesn't have a connection to Ohio, Mm -hmm. okay, you talk about Ohio State, but that that why am I going to come to Ohio to see Ohio State? Like I don't care about (laughs) university, right? Yeah. And then even on the license plate, for goodness sake, that the, the lighter blue one, it has a farm on there. It does. So, <laughs> it does. You see what I'm saying? So even like if you're driving around and you happen to see somebody from Ohio and they have that license plate, you're like, oh, damn, okay, I guess they have farms in Ohio. But right. you don't have a reason to go there, right? Right. That, so to your point with Orlando, their practice facility is like, I think it's out like in Sanford. Like it's it's not even near like because the arena's downtown. Okay, yeah. And Orlando, like, and again, I I lived there for what, about two years, or a year and a half, two years. And you know, downtown, you know, obviously, Orlando's known for Disney. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, downtown Orlando's nice. I mean, it's not it's it's not Miami. right I Say that, you know, Miami's Miami's popping. I ain't gonna front. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> especially if you're a young yeah athlete multi-million dollar athlete i mean miami's popping so uh, but you know orlando just doesn't really promote themselves as that type of city like orlando is just kind of more family oriented mm. disney you know mm. that type of thing so it's you know as a as a nba player the way i'm thinking like yeah, it's cool, like, no state taxes, but, like, what am I going to do when I'm not playing basketball?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Orlando's is landlocked, quote-unquote. It's in the middle of the state, so, like, you have to drive, like, at least, like, an hour to get to the beach. True. So that, you know, all those little things kind of go into it, right? Because even, yeah. like I said, like, going with, with KD, going to San Francisco, like, listen, the man was in Oklahoma City, for goodness sake. He may have, <laughs> said, he may have said he liked it, and he's like, yeah, you know, that's my personality. But listen, man, and Chris Rock said it. He's like, you can order sushi at 3 o'clock in the morning in San Francisco. Like, you just can't do that <laughs> in a lot of places, right? That was, like, that's just yeah. dope. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: it, it's lifestyle, man. San Antonio, same way. San Antonio, yeah.
1: same way. And they've kind of built their own culture there. You know, mm-hmm. traditionally, we you know when they had Tim Duncan and, and Manu and Tony Parker. But, you know, like, I, like what am I going to do in San Antonio? The boardwalk, (laughs) maybe. You know, like (laughs) Cleveland, like what am I going to do in Cleveland? Like I know LeBron's there, but he's from, he's from Akron. So, but Mm. even LeBron is a testament. The man left the place twice. (laughs) (laughs) Like that should tell you everything you need to know. Like he's from the area and he left it twice to go where Miami and
0: LA. Because he couldn't build the teams that he was building in Cleveland. You know, Kyrie right. was already there. Right. And and Kay Love needed a change of senior anyway. And so if LeBron taps someone like Kevin Love and it's like, right. okay, yeah, I'll come, I'll come with you. Right. You know? Right. But could Wade, Bosch, and LeBron exist in Cleveland, I don't think they, they would have agreed to that. Right. But, you know,
1: and uh, even even here, like the Wizards, for example, just to keep going, you know, with other teams. Like, so Capital One Arena is downtown DC as you've been there before today. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And but their practice facility is out in like is in Virginia.
0: Oh, okay.
1: They're now they're building a new facility like in DC. Okay. Nice. So maybe that can, you know what I mean? Because if again, like if I come to DC, like I don't wanna like and here the, the whole you know DMV area, you know, everybody kind of lives wherever. But and again, if I'm a young athlete, right? young multi-million dollar athlete like what am I gonna do like yeah like you're gonna pay me this big contract but what am I gonna do yeah <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying so it's about lifestyle and more the times than often the bigger markets provide that lifestyle for the most part but I think some of the more warmer weather cities provide that added like yeah man it's like 70 degrees round, like you can't beat that.
0: It's hard to argue with that. It's hard to
1: argue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can just chill and, you know, and then, you know, that warm weather just, you know, it hits your body different, especially, you know, when you're playing you know, professional sports. You know, your body, you know, you have those aches and pains. Sometimes just, mm-hmm. when you walk outside, you got that warm weather. It's just like, man, it feels good.
0: Feels good, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I looked at it in terms of, and so I agree with you on the the lifestyle of the athletes, it's it's about building a brand for most of these folks. Mm-hmm. How accessibility, uh, where can you do this the most? Because in basketball, we'll start with basketball. Yeah, sure, if you're LeBron, things are going to come to you as far as opportunities. Right,
1: right. You're, you're LeBron James, for goodness sake.
0: So <laughs> you, you can be in Cleveland and still have all this access And opportunities come directly to your door. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, most folks aren't as talented at what they do as LeBron is. So and and plus,
1: and just to piggyback real quick, mm -hmm. he's from Akron. So you have that whole hometown narrative that works with that as well. So that's what made that because if he wasn't from Cleveland, I don't know if it would have I mean it probably still would have been as big, but I think that was a big part of what made it work is Mm -hmm. is, you know, he's hometown. So You know, especially in America, you can sell that kind of
0: narrative a lot. Because there's no doubt in my mind that if he's not from Cleveland, even if he gets drafted to Cleveland, right. the second calf stint for LeBron never happens.
1: Exactly. Ex- you see, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly.
0: Right. Yeah. His, his exactly. narrative was like, I have some unfinished business at home that right. I need to take care of ex- exactly. because I, I, I love the city and I love the state so much. I'm going to go and do that. Exactly. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Otherwise he would have tried to probably make something, find something that will work in Miami. And if that didn't work because there were some differences there between him and Pat Riley, then he would have went maybe to L.A. sooner. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. 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 I yeah. I I totally agree with that. I in terms of and so unless you're that type of talent and have that connection, Mm -hmm. it's not going to work as well. And it's what like, now if you're just there to hoop and you really don't care, you clock in, you clock out, and you like being off the radar, you like um, family-friendly atmospheres that there's not a lot of people, y'all could chill and everything like that, then I think the small markets work very well in basketball mm-hmm. leagues for folks. Uh, in In football, it's, I mean, players have not only less mobility, but mm-hmm. less of, the personal branding aspects that basketball players do. And some of it yeah. is just by unless nature, you, unless you're
1: a quarterback, but that's, unless you're a quarterback, much, exactly. Yeah, like that's it. Yeah.
0: So I'm Aaron Rogers. I can be in green Bay and I'm still going to be on state Farm commercials. I'm still going to be on this company's commercials because I'm Aaron Rogers mm-hmm. because I'm Tom Brady, you know, mm-hmm. when it, so when you're winning and when you're good at what you do, those opportunities will come to you a little bit more easily in football, especially mm-hmm. uh, with the quarterback position. But with some of the other guys, like I could be one of the best defensive backs in the league and no one's trying to tap me for these tight, these lucrative endorsements and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, heck you, you could barely win awards in your own sport. Yeah. Outside of the quarterback position. It, so they, It's it's a little bit harder, and some of it is because of the the personal connection. We don't Mm -hmm. see your faces all like that. You have helmets on when you Mm play, Uh, so there's a little bit less of a connection there as well. Um, And the the league is more team driven than player driven, so your fans are going to be loyal to the teams. Where in basketball, you're starting to see a lot of player hopping, you know. So when the players, Mm -hmm. I gotta get New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was it was a real thing when American Express, I think is the company, came up with the jersey um, replacement thing. Mm -hmm. So if a player, if your favorite player moves to another team, you can get your money, you can get the new jersey and everything like that. Mm -hmm. That's how I knew. I was like, okay, this is this is this is very clear. And it's not just a player thing, but it's affecting the fan, the fandom
1: Mm -hmm. of,
0: of, of people. Uh, You're always going to have some of the storied franchises that that are going to stay true. I think the Lakers are always going to have folks there. The Knicks are always going to have folks there. Boston's going to have their folks there. But for a lot of the other teams, it's who you got in the stands. Cleveland, again, is a perfect example. Mm -hmm. When LeBron left the first time, because I I went to games all throughout his career. (laughs) Crickets. So when I went to a game pre-LeBron, you can walk
1: now i remember no one would
0: stop you right i
1: remember yes. you, yeah he you was like yo because y'all went with the uh with, with the church crew the church. right we
0: went to yeah crew. it was
1: like you had pictures like y'all was like shooting free throws i was like what the yeah. heck is this yeah. literally because <laughs> they let saying, y'all on the court after the game right? they sure
0: did like and it wasn't would like use? a
1: special package it was like well yeah no. y'all can go out there ain't nobody out there
0: they didn't care <laughs> Like people were literally getting up from their seats and walking down to the front in the middle of the game, and security didn't stop them because yeah. it's like, who are you saving these seats for? You know, like, <laughs> and they just let us go. And yeah. like, yeah, we got in the court, we shot free throws, and they were like, "Hey, do y'all want?" They were just coming to us, like, "Hey, do y'all want to do that?" And I'm like, "Sure, let's get on the court, then." Yeah. You
1: know,
0: yeah. uh, it, it, it it wasn't <laughs> a special package because I I knew it wasn't because um, Pastor Bushner was like surprised. He was like, "Oh, like." Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, take yeah, one of I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, wait, you didn't know about this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like, I I remember that, yeah, like that was that was some, yeah, those are the dark days in Cleveland.
0: Dark days. That was the Zdrina Sagaskis was there, but that was the older Sean Kemp gaining weight days. Uh, Danny Ferry, Bob Sura, Brevin. That's when days. they had
1: like the um, like the white and then the light blue with the orange letters, the right? orange
0: calves, yeah. yes, and well, I. I was excited I to see the Cavaliers. I did want to see Sean Kemp because I was mm-hmm. a fan of his in, in Seattle. So I got mm-hmm. a chance to see him. I think he got ejected in that game. But <laughs> uh, I was there to see Carl Malone and John Stockton because they were playing the Jazz that evening.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you can get group tickets for next to nothing.
1: Yeah. You
0: fast forward to I, I attended the Cavs game in 04. I think mm-hmm. it was 04, 05, because I was still in high school. And my friends and I got some cheap tickets. We went to Cleveland and we paid, yeah, it was probably like 30 something dollars, but we were we were pretty high though mm-hmm. in the stadium. And that's when LeBron first got there. Now, when LeBron had kind of cemented himself in Cleveland, oh no, you weren't getting in for that, that you know, 30 something dollars oh, no. a ticket. Nope. 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 You couldn't even get into the parking lot for $30. You know, so like yep. you know, it was skyrocketing and then they wouldn't let people move because my friends yeah. and I, we tried to move down to a seat and they were like, Oh, oh where, where y'all going? Nah. Let me see your tickets.
1: Yeah, I'm was like,
0: I was just here a couple years ago.
1: Oh, It's different now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: different. It's a different game now. Yeah. Then when he leaves again, we went crickets. to a game. It was crickets. You can, you can, you, they were trying to hand out people's tickets. Mm. Uh, then he comes back, tickets skyrocket again and everybody, you know, so it's, and the stands are full again. And I, mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you don't – there are a few special places that they're going to be sustainable no matter who's there, but mm-hmm. it, it's not a huge reality uh, for everyone. I would say it, – it, so I would say it's a minor thing in the NFL because you're going to have fan loyalty. I mean, God, look at the Cleveland Browns. See, that's the juxtaposition, right? The same city. Mm-hmm. Cleveland Cavs, your star leaves, nobody shows up to the games. The Cleveland Browns couldn't even get the best position, the the most proper position in football, right? For no, years, no. they couldn't find a quarterback for years. Yeah, and, and they didn't have you know this is pre Odell Beckham, pre Jarvis Landry. They didn't have names like that out there.
1: And I feel like they well,
0: packing the stands.
1: And I think partially too, to your point, like in some of the differences, because Ohio is a football state. I mean, yeah. like I said, we're both we're both Ohioans. Yeah. We're both you know I grew up there. It's a football state, so mm-hmm. – because I've always said that, not to get too much off topic, but, like, if Baker Mayfield ever won a Super Bowl in Cleveland, like, he would be bigger than LeBron James ever was there, just by There would be a won.
0: statue outside of the stadium. Yeah, Ohio. he
1: would be – because people – like, I've said that to people, and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, dude, you don't understand. Yeah. Yes. Ohio and even that area, is, it's a football area. Like, yeah, LeBron – having LeBron there was great, but, again, to your point, when he left, like, people aren't really, like, in the basketball like that in ohio like it's a football state
0: and honestly as successful as michael jordan was in chicago that's a that's a football city right there oh absolutely yeah. is a football city. yeah let the
1: bears win a super bowl man
0: man and and i think when you ask a lot of people especially people that were around to see the bears do well mm-hmm. they're talking about who's your favorite chicago player people were saying walter payton
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: While Jordan was bringing home championships to the Chicago Bulls, right? yeah, it, it, it it's was, football, yeah, it was
1: football. Yeah,
0: it's it's football. a football town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just Giannis in Milwaukee and Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. The Packers are always going to have some leverage there in Wisconsin mm-hmm. over over the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And so, even there,
1: Wisconsin that. football,
0: yes, Wisconsin. Let them football. win an National championship. Yeah, like mm-hmm. man, yeah. Bucks who. Yeah.
1: We got a basketball team. Yeah. uh,
0: That that's huge. So that's the juxtaposition there, just to put it in the same city. Uh I would say it's also it's important for a different reason in baseball, in my opinion. It's a little bit more important in baseball for the um the ability to construct your team money-wise. So like it's easy when you don't have a salary cap and people say, Well, why can't people just well because the bigger the market the more money you got to throw around Mm -hmm. so the red sox and the yankees they can build all-star rosters year after year
1: yeah dodgers
0: and the dodgers they can build all-star rosters year after year but you take a um, a small a small town you know a baseball team even though they don't have a salary cap they can't afford all those players Mm -hmm. so it's a little bit different it may not affect the fandom Mm-hmm. And it may not affect the player mobility and stuff like that, but it does affect your ability to pay for players mm-hmm. to come there, even if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so basketball, it's hard to get them to want to. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get the fans there And uh, baseball. It's, it's hard to get your team together, uh, even if you have some people that would just love to play with for your team. You can't mm-hmm. shell out that type of those type of funds. So I think that it, small markets, large markets affect the sports a little bit differently uh small markets are less of a thing in in some sports than others but it's it's a huge thing in the nba and it's just it's kind of sad because you i mean even think of utah like john stockton and 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 below they they got those from the start you know like they drafted those guys Mm -hmm. donovan mitchell they drafted him Mm -hmm. uh and i don't and that's why i'm interested to see what's going to happen with zion if he's going to be the future of the nba do you think he's going to be able to do that from new Orleans? I mean,
1: I think it's possible because new Orleans is, is somewhat of a, I mean, it's a unique city. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause even like with, you know, we talked about it a little bit uh, with Russell Wilson, like, you know, New, I mean New Orleans is on his list. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know, true. it's a it's a unique, it's it's a unique, unique vibe, unique city. So it's possible. I mean, I will say, I mean, if they could get Zion in, you know, a later uniform or a mm. Nick uniform or even a Brooklyn Nets uniform. I mean, I, I it wouldn't compete on that level for sure. Yeah. But I think it's possible. Because New Orleans just has that sort of like vibe to it, mm-hmm. uh, but but no, I mean, ultimately, if, if yeah, again, if he could go to like the Lakers or something like that, I mean, psh, that would be huge. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I tell you what, though, we can. I guess we can talk about this on the future. So, your boy Lamelo Ball, man, like, is, is he the future of the league? That's what I'm about. I don't know.
0: True, he could. If you get well you get
1: that boy in the Lakers uniform,
0: man. It's it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. After that, yeah, I I am very anxious to see what happens after these rookie contracts are over. Yeah, very anxious to see what happens. And and what we talked about earlier, we don't know what Stan Van Gundy's doing. We don't understand what's happening. You are wasting Zion's years. He's not the right
1: coach. Yeah, he's he's not not the right coach for now. I I was uh, yeah, he's just not the right coach. I, I mean, I I I don't. Because Alvin Gentry, I'm not saying that he did, like, this tremendous job either. but they struggled with
0: him, yeah.
1: But, like, y'all fired him and got Sam Van Gundy? Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, but, I mean, you know, I guess to, I guess, round it up with the question again. I mean, it's interesting because I think, again, like, we kind of talked about it on past shows. I think the future is just going to be interesting to see how things develop because you know our generation is different from you know we just think differently you know our generation and you know because we're in our 30s and you know people in their 20s and younger we just think differently you know we're not really as much caught up in to the whole prestige of you know these you know franchises and you know, tradition and all of that. I mean, certainly club, your big name clubs like the Lakers and the Celtics and, mm-hmm. um, you know, in football, you have, um, you know, the Packers and the Steelers. I mean, they're always going to have...
0: Yeah, definitely that, the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you know what I mean? They're Packers. always going to have, you know, that weight to their name. But, you know, how the fans actually respond to... You know, those teams and the leagues and how they want to market. It's it's very it's gonna be very interesting because again, we, we just have kind of a different like view of the world. And then obviously with COVID in 2020, everybody's kind of changed their perspective on on life, you know, yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. In terms of like, you know, cause even again to to, to my earlier point or to my original point with this question, lifestyle, I think everybody's thinking about that not just athletes but even just normal everyday people like like you and i like we're thinking about that like oh yeah where do we want to call home where am i comfortable Mm -hmm. like you know if i have a family like where is the best place i can raise my family you know Mm -hmm. like where is the place like you know am i in a position where we can just go on vacation you know because even people think about that like in terms of where they want to live with you know like their airport. Like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, do I want to live in a, do I, like, should I live in a place where, you know, the airport can get me to international locations? You know, obviously yes. once COVID kind of, um, you know, lifts all the restrictions and all that and things comes back to normal eventually. But, you know, people are thinking about those things now,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: you know, and it's the same with athletes. So it's just going to be interesting to see how those things develop going forward as the years kind of progress because you know the dem- the demographics change and you know right. people's priorities change and you know that that changes how you market
0: I, and that's that's one of the things that when you talk about people outside of Ohio don't understand about it unless you you're from there yeah you know, so when I talk to folks that were born and raised in different areas even if they just come to Ohio and they, they just got hired at a job. know Mm -hmm. at my current employer and are like Mm -hmm. man this is different than i thought it was gonna be i'm like bro like we that is partially ohio's fault for not marketing itself properly uh and one of the reasons why i love being here is because you know they're in the top places of um cities to raise a family they were in like the Mm -hmm. top 15 raise a family uh there are a lot of companies moving their headquarters here so there's some corporate positions there's uh, a lot of distribution centers here as well so the the job market is is usually solid even through some tough times mm-hmm. i look at there's a lot of different cultures that are moving here so at parts of the city it can you mm-hmm. can get really diverse Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not speaking for Ohio as a whole, but Columbus as as a piece of And that's life. more
1: and that's more recent too. Like I know yes. like within the past what five call it five, eight years or so. Yes. But I feel like Ohio is like finally starting to kind of like come towards the modern day now. Because again, like when it we were is. growing up, like it heck wasn't no. like that.
0: It wasn't Just, like that. Man. But it, it's gravitating in that direction, I think, for the better. Um, you know, our airport, you can mm-hmm. travel internationally, and so it's a good place. if you do want to take a trip, you can get to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, fairly easy. Uh, so yeah, those things and people are like, yeah, I didn't expect that at all coming from mm-hmm. here. I'm like, man, like and, and so it made me think about what other areas across our country do I not know about that I may have the wrong impression of because I'm not from there. Uh, and so that that just kind of made me think of that. Good school systems. And stuff mm-hmm. like that, uh, in the area, so yeah, again, I mean,
1: all these factors in terms of large market, small market. I think you know, all these athletes are thinking about those same things as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially if you have, you know, they have their own family, I mean, they want to think about those things as far as again, lifestyle. So, all those things yeah. are important.
0: That's why we need a basketball team. Come on, Columbus, stop nah, being Columbus. so selfish with OSU. Columbus
1: ain't, Columbus ain't getting no basketball team,
0: man. Ugh. Oh, man. It's frustrating.
1: It's Ohio frustrating. State. Yeah. That's what i was saying. Ohio State is, is the king of everything in
0: Ohio. State. Yes. Sure. Well, at least in
1: Columbus anyway. Yeah. That, that's the end all be all.
0: They sure are. I quickly before we before we end here. So I mentioned Orlando before. Mm-hmm. Why? hmm. Why? I'll, I'll stick with basketball. Uh huh. Why isn't Atlanta a more popular destination? You got warm weather, you got an excellent social life mm-hmm. opportunity. It, it, it kind of has everything, but you don't see people really saying, yeah, hey, I want to play for Atlanta. In your opinion, I know you spent some time around that area too. What, what do you feel about that? How you feel about I that?
1: think that's more organization related mm. as to why players don't necessarily go there as like a free agent destination. Because, yeah, I mean, it has a lot. Especially from an African American perspective, it has yeah. a lot to offer. Um, but I, I think from an organization standpoint, they just because you remember like because um, with Danny Ferry and they had the whole that it was kind of like that controversial conference call that they had. Mm-hmm. There's some there's there's a little bit of that going on, and even um, even to goes to the WNBA with um, the the former senator. Uh, what's her name? Laffer, mm-hmm. Senator Laffer, because you know she's she, you know, she's pro Trump, and yeah. you know that that it, you know like those things kind of again like it, it's it's days world. Athletes are a bit more social, socially conscious, or, or overtly socially conscious, I should say. So mm-hmm. I think those those things have an impact. They do because. Houston, for example, I mean,
0: because
1: between the Texans and the Rockets, I mean, like, yeah, everybody's like, "Eh." but again, both owners are pretty, you know, overtly for Trump, Mm -hmm. or at least for that kind of political landscape. So Mm -hmm. in today's world, you know, right or wrong, again, like, I'm not saying you know everybody that voted for trump is an idiot i'm just saying that w- in in this more overt you know where your politics on your sleeve type of world we live in if you vehemently disagree to a certain level like yeah i don't want to play for them
0: yeah if, if i got <laughs> options i'm not going to choose to play there yeah
1: i'm I not going to choose to yeah. play there yeah. i'm not going to choose to play there because i mean because houston i mean i've been to houston plenty of times. houston's a nice place i mean mm-hmm. The weather's nice and, you know, no state tax. And, you know, you have a lot of uh, (laughs) I heard I heard Marcellus Wiley say this, and I think it was perfect on on Speak for Yourself because he was talking about when he was playing in Dallas. He's like, yeah, there's a lot of thousand years in Dallas, meaning (laughs) the cost of living so low. Like if you're 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 making like fifty thousand dollars or forty thousand dollars and you like ball it. But I mean, like legitimately, because the cost of living is so low. So that's what he was um, saying. Like, you have a lot of Thousand Thousandaires, thousandaires yeah.
0: <laughs> it's kind of like that in Columbus, too. You know, it, no, yeah. yeah. To Charlotte, I think, is another one. Yeah. It's decent to stay in. Yeah. And also, speaking of Texas, that's it, it hurts in the basketball setting too. Cause that that's a football state, right? Yeah.
1: There, man. I mean, I because to be honest, I think the one like if I was an NBA player, the one place I would go to is the Mavericks. Because I think what uh, Mark Cuban is done. I think he understands mm-hmm. lifestyle and perks because they're like, I think their facilities and like their locker rooms or stuff is, I think it's probably one of the best in the league mm-hmm. in terms of how it looks and all the stuff that they have. Like it's pretty dope. So I think he, and I think he's, he was kind of ahead of the curve on that because I remember seeing there was some video, um, because one like, uh, that 2011 finals yes um with uh you know when they played the heat Mm -hmm. and they you know they did like the the locker room and the facility i was like oh man that's kind of dope i think he was yeah like i think he was kind of like ahead of the curve on that i think he realized he's like look i need to like if we're gonna have people come here or even try to build somewhat of a championship team like our facilities need to be tight our Mm-hmm. perks and just little amenities and all those sorts of things need to be the mm-hmm. best in the league. Mm-hmm. And again, these, these other small market teams and all that, like I think you have to kind of go that extra mile. Right. And I mean, yeah. if you want to keep players, like you got to make the lifestyle there yeah. somewhat desirable as much as you can.
0: And no one's accused Mark Cuban of being silent. No. Things. He wants he no. to no. know how he feels about certain critical situations. Yeah. For- uh, social situations uh, yeah 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 uh i i think it's interesting that you uh that we were talking about atlanta too Um uh, to kind of clo- close us up here uh really talk we talked about who's winning the week and everything like that i just want to give a huge shout out to renee montgomery uh mm-hmm. for laying a dream you know it not being able you can't be a player and be part of an ownership team uh in the wnba and so she basically was like oh this team needs better direction, better organization. And there's an opportunity for us to get into a space that we haven't, you know, we're not often in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's part of a, a you know, a team that does ownership group um, VP of the Atlanta dream. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge move that's outstanding for her. Uh, and so just happy to see players making moves like that uh, to what we've been speaking of, it's bigger than the game. And so athletes are focusing on things outside of the actual of what they're actually playing, of the actual playing field. They're saying, what is the bigger picture? How can I be a part of it? Mm -hmm. Uh, That if there's going to be any chance of uh, social changes that some people would like to see, they gotta be in the positions to help implement those things. Mm -hmm. And being a player isn't always the best position to be in. You can certainly use it and it's certainly helpful, but there are other positions uh, that underrepresented populations need to be in. So huge shout out to Renee and everyone else who joined her on that team. I know LeBron um, kind of threw that out there too. So it's good to see players taking a step in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Say so yeah, on that note, that's it for us on the coaches box. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be here next week uh, to talk about the All Star game and, and the latest in sports, as always. Uh, so on behalf of Uh, Coach Natty T. I'm Coach JP3 signing off. Happy Women's History Month, everyone. Be smart. Be safe.